Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, this isn't even, this is just the Carter Hart Appreciation Hour. Um, maybe Hextall knew something uh, we didn't. And uh, I don't know, wanted to keep Carter Hart in the minors so that this team could maybe be in that lose for Hughes sweepstakes. I don't know. But this is, I mean, let's. That was a fun game, and they called it a character win at the end, uh, Forsland did. And I won't go that far just because, like, a team with great character doesn't let this happen through the first three and a half months of the season to be in this spot. But it was a good team win. It did show what this team is kind of capable of. Now, when I say that, they're outshot 42 to 19. Some of that is just the penalty disparity. You know, they have the major. They have a bunch uh, – you know, they, they have a bunch in the third period and everything there, but it's no no doubt about it. The Bruins um, are a better team than the Flyers and played, I would say, a more sound game. But the Flyers did what they had to do because knowing that the Bruins are better than them, to beat them, this is what you need, a solid goaltending performance and cash in on your counter chances. And that's what they did. You know, they had some goals on the rush, uh, some counters, and they score four, and that's how you win. That's how this team was going to win all year. Um, I mean, not so much the goaltending part, but just you need to get some goaltending, and they got more than some tonight, and that's that's what happened. Sean Couturier with the Natty Hattie. I do always have to laugh. I know that they just mean regular season, but when Forslund says, oh, it's Couturier's first career hat trick, and then he says it again at the end of the game. Like I feel like someone does need to say in his ear, "Hey, he's got he's got two career uh, playoff hat tricks." And that's just a little thing. That's just a production thing. That's got nothing at all to do with the game. Just something I notice. And like if I was on that team, I would have to I would have to pass that note along. Doesn't matter. Just something I picked up on. But overall, man, what it's this is all about Carter Hart, right? I mean, Sean Couturier was all over the place. One thing I'll say, though, uh, if I have the game summary right here, looking at his three goals, number 17, 18, and 19 on the season. Uh, let's see here. No, no, and no. Patrice Bergeron was not on the ice uh, for any of Couturier's three goals, which is interesting because you'd think you'd chase that matchup, but maybe not with uh, with the way lines are uh, – with the way the lines are configured right now. I don't know. I, hey, whatever they did, it worked. Um, Flyers, you know, I, I, face-off's a bit overrated, but when, you, when you're when you the Bruins and you are a good possession team and you can do things after the face-off, uh, it, it shows, you know, they won 57%, and I'm going to guess had more than 57% of the shots in this game. Um, and the Flyers also had like 20 or 30 blocks, I think. So it, a good team effort. I, I'm happy with it. It's. I'm trying to just enjoy this one um, because it was another fun game. We got to see Carter Hart, Sean Couturier. He's got 19 goals now. Uh, good stuff happened in this game. 
Um, I'm trying not to let the frustration of, you really doing this now? Is this what we're going to do? Is January going to be the month where we, like, is now to the trade deadline, they're going to be awesome, and we're not going to sell, and Wayne Simmons is going to get, re like, is this what we're going to do? <laughs> Uh, there is part of me that's frustrated by that, absolutely, because I know people are going to be saying it in the comments as soon as I open up to the comments and everything. Um, absolutely. This is frustrating that it takes this long to get these kinds of efforts. That it's like, why do we have to get into such a deep hole always before this team seemingly wakes up? Um, now, I do believe that there are some circumstances that maybe weren't the case in previous years, like they didn't have a goalie and now they do like things like that, you know, but uh, some of the young defenders may be coming into their own a bit. Uh, Radko obviously having a bounce back season after, especially his second, his, his disastrous second half last year um, you know, with Giroux and Couturier, we have two centers and bumping Patrick down seems to have done uh, seems to have done something to spark his game. He's getting more advantageous matchups. He's spending more time in the offensive zone uh, and just around the puck in general. So I get it. There are reasons why maybe they're starting to play a little better. But, um, you know, they get two points tonight, let's face it, because Carter Hart um, played like we want Carter Hart to play. What was his final line? Let's give her a look. Uh, Carter Hart stopped 39 of 42 for a 929 save percentage in 59 minutes and 29 seconds. You know, gives up the first two in the first, Jesus, 912 of the game, and then keeps it clean until there's under a minute left, or under two minutes left, excuse me. So uh, not much more you can ask out of heart. Pleased with the effort, pleased all around. Um, you're going to need a game where you just kind of lean on your goalie and hope to cash in if you're going to beat the Bruins, and that's what they got. So once again, I'm happy for the people who uh, who paid to go down there. You got to throw your hat for Coots. Uh, you got to chant for Carter Hart, and that's really all you can ask for at this point. Um, I have no idea what this team is going forward. Like I, I, I think I do, but say they play like this again on uh, on Saturday. You know what? What are they then? I have no, I, I, I have no explanation. I have no rhyme or reason for this team. I don't. I let's just get to you guys. Maybe you guys have a uh, have a better idea. Frank, let's open it up with you, Wyoming Flyers fan, and I'm happy. That's I, as much as I am kind of like you threw away the first half. So why are you going to do this now? I'm a Flyers fan. At the end of the day, when the Flyers shoot a puck and it goes in the net, I'm happy. When the opponent shoots a puck and Carter Hart stops it, I'm happy. So that's what we got tonight. Tonight, uh, PK was outstanding. It absolutely was. They do give up. Um, you know, they do give up the one goal, but the one for four the Bruins were on the power play is a little bit misleading because how the Flyers, uh, you know, the third period especially, they kill off the major at the end of the second going into the third. Uh, let's see from, yeah, okay, yeah, penalties were 1-1 in the first, and then Boston gets one. Uh, Patrice Bergeron tripping against Coots. So Couturier did draw a penalty against Bergeron. Uh, on that one, so that's good. And then it starts. Uh, Yuri Laterra gets that boarding call. My God, what a bad hit. Ugh. Just another reason. I hope he gets suspended for the rest of the year. Like, that's not what's going to be. I don't even know, like, if it wasn't just a guy I wanted to get rid of. Uh, I think a five in a game is good. Like, I don't think you need supplemental discipline all the time when, um, 
when it's assessed properly on the ice. And I think a five in a game is fine uh, for that situation. There was a, a – what was the first one? Um, yeah. Konechny got boarded in the first period, and that was just a minor. And I said at the time, um, this all these hits from behind, man, they're becoming a problem again. Like the league kind of – the league kind of did a good job of, of getting them out of the game. And then, I don't know, since they started focusing more on headshots and calling so many, um, so many ticky-tack hooks and, and slashes and stuff, I feel like they kind of got away from calling the hits from behind. And I'm not for that. Uh, I, that's just a, – it's a play that's avoidable. Like, shots to the head, absolutely dangerous. You want to get them out of the game. But some of them are just unavoidable. When a guy's leaning over and leading with his head and he's carrying the puck, like, he's he's eligible to be hit. He might get hit in the head. It's a shame, but it could happen, and I don't think it should be automatically, like, a big deal. Um, there are times you can avoid it, absolutely. But any time a, a player gets hit in the numbers, and this isn't – you know, when it happened to TK, I said it, and when Laterra said it – I mean, obviously I want Laterra suspended for the rest of the season because he stinks and I don't want to watch him. But I'm just – like, that's totally avoidable. Uh, five in a game is probably fine. If it wasn't a guy, I just wanted off the team. But, my God. But other than – from there on, power play is great. So that's it. That's with four minutes left in the uh, – four minutes left – or yeah, less than four minutes left in the uh, in the second. Carries over into the third. Uh, right in the third, they get the they get the too many men, and then a uh, little while after that, the Scott Lawton called for that hook, uh, and they killed him. Kudos. Um, what Radko Gudis strong game tonight, and Oscar Lindblom on that PK. I wanted to see Oscar Lindblom get an extended chance on the penalty kill. All year, really, he, he they've experimented, they've tried it here and there, but tonight I would venture to guess. Let's where are we here with the TOI? Where are you at, Lindblom? Uh, 344 on the kill. So, who even played more than him? Couturier 524, Giroux 430. So, he played more than he played the second, uh, Lawton 336. So, so of the forwards, Lindblom played the second most amount of PK time, and I am all for that. Um, if a guy – I want him and Nolan Patrick on the PK because I think when you give guys jobs, if they're not producing – you know, we count on these guys to produce, and they need to put up points. And Lindblom scored the goal tonight. That's like third on the list of things I'm happy about for him tonight. Um just his game with the his two-way game going and all that, that's what I want to see out of Lindblom. And I, I really haven't understood, like, when you're trying to get those two going offensively, give them other responsibilities. I felt both of them should be getting more time on the penalty kill and just say, hey, yeah, you're not scoring and we need you to score, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you're you're not a part of this team and that doesn't mean we're not counting on you for other things because there are other aspects of the game and they both are pretty good at those things, you know, especially Nolan Patrick, pretty good in the face-off circle, uh, decent defensive player, good to, like, get those two out there. Did Patrick play at all on the penalty kill tonight? Where are you at? He did not play on the penalty kill tonight. Neither did Wayne Simmons, which a little surprising considering they had that major, but I guess they just don't use him as a penalty killer anymore. Uh, any team that trains, trades for Wayne Simmons absolutely should use him as a PK, though. Bill, I'll admit it, I am frustrated that they decided to play better when all the hope was lost for this season. 
Yeah, no, there's a part of it. I'm just trying to ignore that. Like it's the devil and angel on my shoulder. It's like Jay and Silent Bob. I have both. Uh, I have both devils, like Jay. No, I'm trying to ignore. I'm trying to ignore that just for tonight. We'll absolutely get into it. I'm sure that'll be a long conversation on BSH Radio, which will be live right here on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook at 5:15 tomorrow. So set your uh, set your iPhone alarms there because it's a different day, different time. And if you like to watch along live, we'll be here for it. I think he needed that AHL time, uh, referring to, I'm guessing, um, to Carter Hart. I wonder. Uh, the kid is just such a pro. Like uh, He did like not look good for the first half of his, uh, his AHL stint, so maybe he really did just need it in terms of the adjustment time. But he's such a pro, and like, that's why I haven't been concerned about him. Now, you don't want him up behind this defense. You don't want him in this losing culture, all that. Carter Hart, to me, has always – the thing that's made him, everything I've read about him, sure, he's got the physical ability. You can't go anywhere without the physical ability. You have to be good, obviously. But to me, it's the mental aspect, and he is just a poised, mature guy that, I don't know, if he got lit up for the first two months of the season – would he be rounding into form now anyway? Like, I, I don't know. I, I wonder. Would he have even been lit up the first? Would it have just been a couple of weeks to get adjusted? I don't know. It's, it's one of those hypotheticals that we'll never know the answer to because it's a hypothetical. But um, I would like to hear what he has to say about it. And I'm sure he'll um, – I'm sure he's – because he's a, you know, he's a well-trained guy in terms of the things he's going to say. He was afraid to say ass on TV the other day, which was hilarious. But uh, I wonder if he would say, no, I was ready. I didn't need to. Like he would say he would, right? Like they couldn't have done this earlier, this freaking team. I know, man. I know. Latera needs to be gone. There are kids in the organization who should be getting his minutes. That's how I felt about the whole fourth line tonight. And again, there are so many like, – the, the problem with this team is not the fourth line, like, overall. But when I look at a line of Phil Veroni, who's just a guy, just a guy, just a guy, Jag, J-A-G, just a guy, Yuri Laterra, who's a pending UFA who we took in the Braden Shen trade to match the money and maybe extract another first-round pick out of the Blues, like those two – and Michael Roffel, who you all know I'm a fan of Michael Roffel as a good role player on a uh, as a role player on a good team as a fourth line guy. This is not a good team. We don't need him. And he's a pending UFA. He's not going to be here. I'm sorry we missed our chance to make use of Michael Roffel. Um, that's a whole line. That's three roster spots that could be going to literally anybody in the organization who's going to be here next year. Because those three, I guarantee you won't be. We have a guy with an expiring contract facing coke charges in his home country. We have a 30-year-old with an expiring contract and a career AHL or in Veroni. Now, he's a nice – again, maybe he belongs in the NHL as, you know, a 12th forward, a 13th forward, whatever. But I don't need him up here. I don't. He'll be exactly what he is next year. If we don't have 12 guys or 13 guys good enough, he'll be here. You know, we can just – he'll be around. He'll be available. There's no need to, oh, let's see what we have in Phil Veroni. That's unnecessary. Like, Vorobiev, Albe Kubel, whoever else. I would like to see Vecchioni. I know other people have other ideas. I'm just saying, 
let's see Vorobiev and Albe Kubel because they might be here. I'm not even saying those guys are stone-cold mortal lock NHL players or absolutely necessary pieces, but they're they're in the organization. What's the point of drafting these guys if we're just going to play bums over them? Heart starter for the rest of the season and the rest of his career. Yeah, you can't send him back down. Uh, if Elliot gets healthier, whatever you're going to do, other than Mike McKenna, uh, I want Carter Hart getting 50% of the starts from here on out. He doesn't need to play every night. We don't need to kill the kid. or you know, I, I don't even think it would kill him. It's not like it would be a crazy workload um, you know, to start him three-quarters of the starts or whatever. But just give him 50% of the starts and like let him do it. Now He's clearly an NHL goalie. Like, you know, all the things, oh, he needs time to develop, this and that. He's already clearly an NHL goalie. He'll have his off nights because everyone has off nights. Patrick Watt let up nine once. Shit happens. Like, just let the kid take his lumps. He's mature enough to deal with it. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Let's just play this thing out, and he's our goalie opening night next year. Yori Laterra supplies Gary Bettman with some blow. That's how... Gary's going to go into the CBA negotiations all fired up, ready to go, letting the players do their recreational drugs still. I'm glad they're finally letting skilled players kill penalties. No more Vandevelde types. Yeah, and that's if you have one Vandevelde, you know, if he's your 12th forward, if he's your last, if he's your third guy on the fourth line, whatever. You know, what? it's not how I would do it. I'm just saying grand scheme, whatever. Um but when you have four of them, like when Belmar and Belmar's had a nice little career. I don't mean to speak ill of Pierre Edward Belmar. Super nice guy. Came to uh, the fans of Philly party uh, when we were out in Vegas the night before the game when the Flyers were playing Arizona. Couldn't ask for a cooler dude. But like when we have a bunch of those guys and they're all like, oh, we need them to kill penalties. And the penalty kills like 27th. No, we don't. Good hockey players are good hockey players. I want to see more of the skilled guys on the PK. Like I said, Nolan Patrick absolutely should be out there. Did Forslund even say Amax name even once tonight? I honestly can't remember it happening, which I guess is a good thing. Um, there was a there was a point where I, like McDonald didn't make a play or anything. But somebody, like, hit him with a shot. Basically, it wasn't even, like, a good shot block. It just kind of caught him. Um, and he was like, blocked by McDonald. He's had a good game tonight. I was like, what the fuck? And then he was like, talked about the Bruins player. It's like, oh, okay, yep, 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 yep. That makes much more sense. But that is, to your point, Sam, the only time I heard Forslund say, uh, say Amac's name, I think, which is, yes, a good thing. Um, I like Forslund a lot. Uh, I- I'm a big Doc fan, too. But Forsland and Boucher, I, I, I'm I'm digging that. I'm digging them together. All right, pretty sure the day Hart snaps, if he ever loses, is cool. We all know to head for the hills because heads. <laughs> Simmons is definitely getting traded. No contract renewal. I'd be real surprised by it. Um. If Chuck Fletcher wanted to, if he really wanted to, like, you know, play some next-level stuff here, if now this is all dependent on belief, 
It's all about how you assess what Wayne Simmons is going to be for the duration of his next contract. It's all about getting him to a term and a cap hit that is agreeable both ways. Um, I'm not crazy about it. I've said multiple times, I love Wayne Simmons. He's one of my favorite flyers ever, but I don't want to be the team that, that signs him next. However, I do think, and, mo- and a lot, 50% of this is because I'm pro chaos. I do this. Um, the more wacky shit that happens, the more people listen to me. Uh, but if he were to trade Simmons, you know, say to, there's a bunch of teams apparently in, uh, or at least considering it or rumored to be interested. Uh, but say he trades Simmons to Toronto and we get Kapanen and more, say, whatever, whatever the damn return is. Don't want to even want to get into the return because it's never what we think it's going to be. Um, you know, Braden Shen brought back two first-round picks. I would have not guessed that. Uh, trade Wayne Simmons as a rental. His contract expires. He doesn't get the offers maybe he's looking for. That seven-year deal isn't out there. What if after we trade him and get a, get a good return for him, we sign him on July 1? How fun would that be? Not saying it would be necessarily smart, but definitely fun. It's disheartening they play uh, now like they care when they have an almost impossible path ahead. Yeah, it is. I'm trying not to I'm trying not to focus on that, but I get that all of you are because I am thinking it. I understand. Um, especially at, you know, a week or two ago, I'm just sitting here saying, I mean, on last week's show, I'm saying the worst thing that this team could do is like win eight in a row, you know? Like that would just, to, to take themselves out of the advantageous position they put them in draft-wise, um, just to miss the playoffs, or I, I, I don't even think they can get in as a wild card at this point, but do one of those crazy runs where they get in as the wild card or whatever. Like, uh, it would be frustrating, but at the same time, uh, wins are good. Ah, my God. I can't, I can't think about it. I just have to focus on this game and trade deadline stuff. It would be cool. Maybe they'll be rewarded again, um, who uh, Wyatt uh, suggests. Maybe they'll finish just shy, just outside the wild card, and get the second overall in the lottery again. Maybe they will be uh, rewarded via karma for not tanking. Hey, how about that? Let's root for that. Let's root for that. Just great luck. What if we did that shit again? Oh, my God. The world would hate us. I guess because Nolan Patrick isn't, like, a superstar yet, people wouldn't be mad, like, um, like they were at Edmonton, like Edmonton gets five first overall picks or whatever it is, I guess because he's not a Taylor Hall or anything yet. Nolan Patrick, people wouldn't be as pissed. But imagine if we did that shit two out of three years. It would be freaking hilarious. Just here to say I love the Wayne train. Sarah, we all do. I freaking love Wayne Simmons. Uh, and it it really makes me happy to see him. Like, now that I see him skating and playing more like himself, winning some battles, had a nice play to get the puck to Couturier on that rush tonight. Um, What was that? Where are you, Sean? Now you're not going to show me he scored? Oh, my God, NHL.com. You are the worst. You are the worst. I just want to see which Couturier goal it was. The second one. Right? Yes. The second one, his second goal in the second period, uh, he made that nice play on the rush to uh to Couturier to set him up. Uh it just it makes me happy to see okay, 
maybe he really was recovering. And we talked about this uh, on the show the last couple weeks. And we talked about how it was just wild to think that he would be different in his recovery than, uh, than, than Ghost and Giroux were from a similar surgery. Because Ron Hextall kind of put in our heads that, because it might have been Charlie who asked the question, or maybe he just brought it up, but I, I don't honestly know who asked the question. But it, um, it could have very well been Charlie. But it was basically, like, do you expect um, Simmons to have a similar path in his recovery from this surgery as Couturier or as Giroux and Ghost did because, you know, they weren't good until halfway through the year. And, you know, Ron kind of, oh, no, no, no. He played it off like Simmons is a totally different kind of player. That won't be an issue, all that stuff. And clearly it was because when you start to question Wayne Simmons' effort, there's obviously something wrong. Like that's what playing hurt looks like. That's that's the only conclusion I can come to because – these last couple of games, he's looked like a different player. Uh, that's, you know. Back-to-back game hat-tricks, eh? Yeah, man, they said the first time since 2 we've had back-to-back hat-tricks. The last four hockey games I've watched have uh, featured hat-tricks. Um, the Flyers game with Patrick and then the Ardvinson one. Ar- Victor Ardvinson. Ardvinson. Ardvinson? Ardvinson. Jesus, I can't say his name. Arvey. Let's call him Arvey. Uh, there was one in the, um, there was one in the, uh, I believe it was Hurdle in the uh, San Jose game the other night, and then of course today. So the last four games I've watched have featured hat tricks. They're not trading JVR. That's not happening. Would they keep Scott Gordon if they kept winning? Uh, to uh, winning to what extent? Um, if he got them into the playoffs, maybe I don't see that happening. But I don't know, man. He's he's uh, starting to make his mark on the team a little bit. Switching up the power play, changing a little bit on the PK. There was just one thing I noticed at the end of uh, with like two minutes left in the game. Uh, Flyers are sitting. I'm trying to reconnect. Let me just plug this thing in so we don't have another possible connection issue uh there's like two minutes left in the game flyers sitting on the lead and there's a there's already one flyer deep in boston zone boston has the puck behind their own net and the guy moves it out to the half boards to his teammate and another flyer crashes down like we actually had two guys at or below the face-off dot in the third period for checking. And like, it wasn't like just doing that shows me that they've changed a little. They're going to be a little more aggressive. Um, We have some high event hockey going on. They even, uh, the announcers made a point of it during the broadcast. Like, can you remember a game with this much back and forth hockey? Um, Now, you know, if you watch that Nashville, uh, Washington game the other night, or that San Jose Pittsburgh game the other night, there's some back and forth hockey going on. Um, but this is, I think the Flyers only chance is a crazy shootout like this. You know, I don't think they have a chance to win many two to one games. I just don't because their mistakes are so glaring. This is a mistake prone team. Uh, like while maybe they don't give up the most high danger scoring chances, the ones they give up are like two on O's down low. And those are goals. Every When every mistake ends up in your net, 
you have to constantly push the pace and push for more. And I think they're just doing that a little bit more now. And it's making a bit of a difference. Now, that said, we've seen this team go through stretches of a few games where they look good and then for three weeks look like shit. So I'm just talking about tonight uh, and a bit last game as well because that was just a fun game to watch, honestly. Um, If they can just be fun because I think that's their only chance, uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll get some good hockey down the stretch. And what else can we ask for at this point? If the NHL allows players to play in the Olympics again, I guarantee Carter Hart will be the number one goalie on Team Canada. Oh, let's think here. The next one would be, we just had it, 2018, so 2022. Do you think he's there by 2022? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe in like the 2026 Olympics, something like that. I don't know if he'd be in the next one. Um Number one goalie on team? I really doubt he'd be the number one goalie on Team Canada by 2022. But maybe he's one of the Hockey Canada guys. He's been their guy in international tournaments uh, throughout his career at other levels. So perhaps they do kind of lean on their own guys a lot. I think that was officially Laterra's last game with the Flyers. And just when he's adopted the role of enforcer. Yeah. The last two games have been the team we have all wanted slash hoped and really deserve to watch as fans. They have their ups and downs, but the compete level is high and great to see. I agree with that, Brett. Um, The team last game uh, is kind of the team I expected more all year just because they didn't necessarily get the goaltending. Especially uh, Hart bounced back. I wouldn't say he was ever comfortable. Um in the uh, in the Minnesota game, but he bounced back well, which is important. Like he was, he wasn't comfortable ever, but he kind of did his refocus thing and was 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 more on task. Um, but that's kind of the formula I expected all year to just have to outscore teams, um, you know, get some timely saves, which they got, and that's what you really need out of your goalie. Like I know a lot of people will poo poo clutch and things like that, but. There is an out, like, you do need to be a little clutch. You do need to be a little bit clutch. And um, yeah, he was in the Minnesota game. Tonight, he was just on fire. Uh, there was Carter Hart was as good as uh, good as he could be tonight. He really didn't have a chance in any of those goals. Uh, he got a piece of the first one. Maybe he could have had his paddle down uh, on top of his pad, and he does, you don't get that ricochet, but uh, wide-open guy on the far side pumps it in. I, I, you know, what do you do? Um, the second one, it's five on five, and they have a guy standing by himself. Again, I don't know what you do. And then that late third one, I mean, play better net front defense, uh, which they actually did tonight. They actually, I think, were a little better in front of their own net than they have been uh, for the majority of the season. But, yeah, Carter Hart, man. it's But the team compete level, absolutely. How many blocks? Uh, I want. It's not going to tell me team total for blocks, will it? All right, let's just see. Let's connect the raffle. Well, Sean Couturier, none, but five shots on goal. That's good stuff. Um, does he give me a team total for blocks? It's not, but all the defensemen had at least two. My God, Gudis, three. Sanheim, two. Haig, seven. Proveroff, five. McDonald, four. Ghost, three. Ghost, another game without a shot on goal. That is... That's a little concerning.
I like hearing Boucher's points of view. He does his homework. I'm a I'm just a Brian Boucher fan. Like um I was a fan of season ticket holder in ninety seven, ninety eight when he was kind of backing up, kind of splitting time with uh with Neil Little. They went they won the cup that year. I was always a Boosh guy. When they called him up, I was excited. Of course he has that awesome playoff run, the five overtime game, the save against the Devils. I've just always been a big Boucher fan. He's one of my favorite flyers ever. Um, and, yeah, he does do his homework, does a good job. Uh, they had him in there at that freaking NASCAR driver tonight, and that stuff drives me nuts. But of everyone they've done it with, I've liked this. Was it Truix, Martin Truix or something? Um, I've actually th- I actually thought, like, oh, he's not that bad. Like, they've had NASCAR drivers in the past. I think they had a golfer before. I think Michael Kendricks did it right after the Super Bowl, and it was just awkward. Um, I, I actually thought of all the guys that I've heard do that special guest in between the glass thing with Bush or Pierre or whoever, he was by far the least annoying. Is it me or is it interesting that you hear that Gordon actually has conversations with players telling them to step up their game? I can't recall hearing Hackstall doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, we all obviously want to dance on Hackstall's grave. I do as well. Um, I was just thinking, because there was a lot of people who were like, oh, my God, yeah, Hackstall was the problem. Look at all these games they've lost since they fired him. I'm like, dude, like they didn't lose 10 in a row with Hackstall last year, as if this team just doesn't go through bad stretches, regardless of who the coach is. But I was honestly, I was thinking of looking up what Laviolette's record was in his first. Like, they were terrible. Let's look at that up right now. We have time. I'm hanging out a while tonight, guys. I have nothing. I have nothing going tonight except the the San Jose game, which is actually on TV. Um, where are we here? All right. All right. Yeah, I'll do this later. This is going to take too much time to go through hockey reference. Um, it's hard to wish for your team to lose. It is. It really is. That's like. Um, I, some of you know I do the overnight show once a week with Big Daddy Graham on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Um, we'll be on Friday morning from 2 to 5.30. So if you're an early riser or a uh, late person, listen to me on WIP. You might even get a chance to talk hockey Friday morning, 2 to 5.30. Um, but, like, when the Sixers were going through their tank thing, it was, like, me and our producer, Mike Angelina, just going, it's good when they lose. And he would accept that and understand it, but the idea that when a seven a, a player in a 76ers jersey puts up a shot and he doesn't want it to go in, like that's a hard concept to get your head around. And I feel the same way about the Flyers. Like, listen, I want Jack Hughes or Capo Caco or Dylan Cousins and just because that would be fun um, for, for obviously I want those guys uh, because it's good for the, for the future of the franchise. And because this season, what are they doing this year, really? Um, but nights like tonight, I'm happier than when they lose, I'll tell you that much. Chucky will have $35 million plus to go shopping with. He has to sign a big name or go home. I think there will be very much a push to go get a big name. Um, there's a lot of them out there, and they all kind of fill – a need for the Flyers, whether it's dynamic forward, dynamic defenseman, there will be players to sign. Um, I don't know how much Artemi Panarin 
wants to play in a big city versus just New York City. Uh, but if he wants to play in just an urban setting, hey, Artemi, come on over. Um, there were rumors that Mark Stone kind of wants to stay in Ottawa, but I cannot believe anyone would want to stay in Ottawa. Uh, Matt Duchesne, same thing. They were, oh, no, we're going to try to get him to stay. And then suddenly it was like, talks have cooled. It's like, yeah. I mean, the guy made kind of a big deal of not missing the playoffs a bunch of years in a row, and he's in Ottawa, so I can't imagine he'd want to go. And then, of course, the big fish. My dream, my dream, Eric Carlson. Oh, my God, how much fun would that be? If you are if you have a chance, just watch the Sharks. They're playing right now. It's on NBC or NBC Sports, whatever. Uh, they're they're coming around, and they're a fun team to watch right now. It's it's what we thought it would be with them. Carter Hart, yeah, baby, it's it's the Carter Hart Appreciation Hour, fam. Um, I this kid, it, it, it could be finally true, and I'm not even putting it on him yet, because he doesn't need to be the next Bernie Perrant right now. He just needs to freaking play. I just want to see this kid. I can't wait to see him progress and reach his potential. It will be amazing. Uh, imagine the thing we've always wanted, the thing we've always wanted and never had. Number one homegrown goalie here for his whole career, his whole prime. Imagine that. Oh, my God. If they make the playoffs, I will lick Bill's chin stubble. Listen, man, I shaved, and now it's coming back in. Like, I can't help that it grows in awkwardly and slowly. Nashville destroyed Washington, though. Nashville destroyed Washington on the scoreboard, but it was a lot more back and forth than, like, the uh, the Pittsburgh-San Jose game, which was closer on the scoreboard, but not really all that close in terms of, like, San Jose had the puck the entire game, really, and Pittsburgh just made a few rushes, uh, and it just, uh, you know, Murray didn't play all that bad. But um, uh, I, I the Nashville-Washington uh, game I thought was a lot closer than the score. Nashville obviously deserved to, to win, but I thought it was closer than the score. One thing I really liked uh, the other night, Hart started shaky, team kept it up, Hart then locked it down. Uh, this uh, this game, team started shaky, Hart kept the minute, they started looking better. That's the best thing to see. Uh, players stepping up for each other. Could not agree more, Nick. Uh, that was one of my main points coming into this, was I liked the formula of this game and liked the way it juxtaposes against the last game, as you just laid out. It just, when you talk about a character win, uh, and I don't want to praise the character of this team too much because, like I said, if you had strong character, you wouldn't have had a first three months like you had. I don't care how bad your goaltending was, what was happening on the power play, what was happening on the PK, what was happening behind closed doors, whatever. If it was a team of tremendous character, the first three months of this season wouldn't happen. But if I'm going to criticize them when – I just think they don't try hard enough. I absolutely have to point out when I really like what I see uh, effort-wise and just team-wise. And the last two nights, no complaints. 30 blocks, yeah. Ghost was a ghost. And then the next comment, ghost didn't look great. I was at the game. Ghost can't hit the side of a barn. Yeah, that's um, – he's having a bad year, man. I just – I don't know. I've been trying to – Okay, let's see what he's really – I've been trying to – he's just having a bad year. 
I expect he'll be fine, but um, man, it's I love Ghost so much because he's the first. He was like the first guy we brought up and was like, it's here, the youth movement. It has begun, finally. And shit, man, he just not playing well this year. Ghost uh, has uh, Ghost has a first power play SOG. Ghost had one good defensive play. Yeah, that was um. He did. I can't remember it, but I do remember going. Oh, there's one. So yes. Kendrick, Michael Kendrick was downright horrible. I don't think he'd ever seen ice before. That was weird. Yeah. I miss Boucher on CSN. I do, but I always feel happy for our guys who make it uh, to the national stage because there's a lot of them. Like, you think about Jonesy, and uh, Tarion was doing it a little, I think, last year, and now, you know, now he's doing his thing. He's not on the game broadcast anymore, but he's uh, in studio and stuff. I just, I'm happy when our guys make it. Like, when I see Matt Yaloff, I'm like, hell yeah, Matt, way to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the train wreck when they had him on. Yeah, that was terrible. Lowhorn Marino. Wow, look at all these, like, trolls in here. Oh, my God, the Flyers are going to get swept. I don't give a shit, bro. Yeah, they're not that good. I think the bigger thing is Gordon also goes out of his way to have conversations with players doing well. And to point that out, he went to TK and praised his increased defensive play just to tell him he's doing well. That's the difference. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe this offseason we'll get more we'll get more info about what it was really like to play for hack. Um, but it's not like other sports. It's we. I don't know. I I would love to blame all of our ills on Dave Hackstall, but I've been watching this team for too long to think that he was the only problem. Like I said, I think he was a problem, and he was a fixable problem. So he absolutely needed to go um, because some problems aren't fixable. Uh, you just have to ride them out, and Nolan Patrick just has to be Nolan Patrick just has to be good. There's no way to fix that. Um, he was a second overall pick that fell into your lap. You penciled him in as the 2C. He just has to be good. And if he's not, that's an issue, and you just have to ride it out and hope he develops. You know, Carter Hart has to have greatness inside of him. You can develop him. You can follow whatever strategy in terms of development, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, Carter Hart just has to have greatness inside of him for this to all pay off. Um so far, so good, but that's not like a thing you can pinpoint and go, this is, we can do this to help this. Nah, Carter Hart just has to be great. That's all there is to it. Um, Dave Haxtell's a bad coach, so get rid of him because that's something you can actually affect. Okay, yeah, this is a, this is a fixable problem, and they did, so that's good. Uh, but I don't know to what extent certain players' struggles can be blamed on Dave Haxtell because – TK, while, yeah, maybe this coach is praising him more, Dave Haxtell had the confidence to put him out there with his two best forwards in Couturier and Giroux last year. And for from December you know, 23rd on last season, he scored at the same pace as, like, the MVP candidates at five-on-five. Five. Like, him 
and uh, McKinnon and uh, Taylor Hall had like the same five on five numbers from December 23rd forward. And it's like, okay, you know, Dave Haxtell was there for that too. So I, there's only so much I can blame on the coach, especially when I think coaches don't matter that much. We talked about this on Ice Sport Radio uh, when we recorded it. Shit, when was that? Yesterday. Uh, and then that's up on our podcast feed. You should subscribe to our podcast feed if you haven't already. Anywhere you listen to po- podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, I think we're on radio.com now. Like Anywhere you get your podcasts, just search Broad Street Hockey. Click subscribe. I put the feeds from these up, um, you know, on uh, the recordings from these up on the feed uh, after every post game. So you get a lot of stuff there. But Ice Sport Radio is there as well. That's where we talk about the rest of the league, um, you know, and we talked about the effect coaches have. If you have a Claude Julian, if you have a Mike Babcock, sure, those guys affect the game. Uh, Mike Sullivan, yes, absolutely. But what do those guys also have in common? Peter Laviolette, really good teams. Uh, Trotz is the one. I think Trotz is the guy you can point to and go, the Islanders aren't that good. I think they're better than people thought, but they're not as good as they're playing, and Trotz is probably at least some of the difference there. Uh, but for the most part, I think coaches all kind of suck. Wilson killed Watson, though. That was a good fight. I like that fight. That was a good fight. I'm a Tom Wilson fan, and I thought that was good stuff. I love that Hart doesn't give up or get flustered even if he lets in a bad goal. And that's that's the thing about his maturity and his poise, why the reason I wanted him up here to begin with is that even if his first however many games, his first however many weeks, whatever, were bad, I believed in him and think he believes in himself enough to write it and to not let it affect him long term. A goalie making stops gives these guys confidence. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's it's something we've definitely seen it go the other way over the last few years with the way, um, you know, Neuverd or whoever lets in a shit goal, and the next thing you know, three goals go in because the team just sags. I think even when Carter Hart doesn't make a stop, this team still has confidence he'll make the next stop. And I don't know if they've had the confidence in anyone um, over the last few years in that regard. Don't know if this has been said yet, but there's recently published LeBron quote saying Bob is waiving his no trade and Philly is on his short list of preferred destinations. Not mad about it if the term could be short and right. Yeah, he's a pending free agent, so I'm not adding a rental unless um, I'm not adding a rental unless this team just plays lights freaking out the next month or two, uh, like literally doesn't lose for the rest of this month. Um, and that's not even that long because the All-Star break is next week. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I would love – I don't want to do to Carter Hart what we did to Bob Rovsky. I don't want to do that. However, yeah, if you can get him for two years and you go tandem with him and Hart, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I just – 
if you have Carter Hart and you're, he's going to be your guy, you can spend that money on so many other things, like so many other things. Fucking Eric Carlson's going to be available. I don't want Bob Robsky if we have Carter Hart. If we can get Mark Stone or whoever, I, I would I would want one of those guys instead. But yeah, if you can get him on uh, some sort of weird two year deal, it wouldn't hurt to have two good goalies. I guess you you know it could be like Wentz and Foles. Hart bailed out Provy big time tonight on that one play. I mean Hart. <laughs> Hart bailed them out tonight. It was 40, the shots were 42 to 19, and the Flyers won by like, the Flyers won four to three. Like, it was four two until the last couple of minutes. Like, he, he was huge tonight. Sharks are looking good. I have them on. Yeah, the Sharks have just been unbelievable lately. Um, on Ice Sport Radio, I picked them to go to the Cup final as soon as they got, um, as soon as they got Carlson and it took a little while. And that's why I think Pete DeBoer should be coach of the year. As much as I think Trotz is doing a great job um, to get that thing going, to get that thing figured out and to fit Eric Carlson into your structure when you already have a Brent Burns, like to, to it's just a tremendous coaching job because it's such a non-traditional style team, but they figured it out. Can't we package Voracek and JVR for Sagan in a draft pick or something? No, I don't think we can. And JVR isn't going anywhere. JVR is Wayne Simmons' replacement. That's he was brought in to replace Wayne Simmons. So you're one guy's already leaving. You're not going to give up his replacement. Um, I JVR's fine, man. He's a goal scorer. He scores goals. That's what he does. We need some of the Snoop Dogg color commentary. Yo, that was hilarious. Don't blame Hack. Blame Amac. Amac is what he is at this point. I have no more. I, I I say this, and next game he'll do something stupid, and I'll spend the whole time ripping him. I just have no more. I have nothing left to give Amac. Like he's already taken up too much of my time. I can't. He has to go, right? Like I, I know you can't let the fans dictate things, but when you talk about what fans want, like the fans are so unhappy with this team overall the indifference and everything, and so many people bring up Andrew McDonald just as I can't take watching Andrew McDonald anymore. And that's one of those things. I'm not even saying buy him out because I don't necessarily want another year, like an extra year of his contract on the books that does nothing for me, um, even if it's at a lower you know, cap hit. Um, but just wave him and send him to the minors so I don't have to look at him. I'm just done with it. If he is so important in the room, like I say all the time, if he is so important in the room and he's just this leader and this mentor and this guy we can't do without because of his intangibles, then let him be the coach. That's all. At least an assistant coach. I was told that part of the reason in La Perriere you know, survived, has survived as long as he has, but survived the Hackstall era, you know, the way he did. Part of it was because he's the one who comes in and plays good cop. Like when, when Gostas Bear or uh, TK gets scratched or get moved down in the lineup, whatever, just gets scolded. Um, 
Le Perrier was the one who went over and put his arm around them. And then he'd be the one who's like, okay, but this is what you're doing right. And this is maybe how we can work on some things. So just let Andrew McDonald have that role. Boom. Two, two birds, one stone. Get two birds stoned at once. AMAC likes craft beer. Everybody likes craft beer. Don't tell the Islanders coaching means nothing. Trotz puts this team in the playoffs. Like if you have one of those five or six like great coaches, it's a big deal. And I just said the Islanders are the example. Um, it's it matters when you have one of those top guys. But for the most part, I think all coaches are just kind of like I think coaches as a whole. Eh. Eh. A Mac likes Dave Matthews band. Dave. Uh, yeah, and no, I got nothing for DMB. They do nothing for me. Amax secretly lives in a van down by the river. That would actually make me sad, considering the money he makes. Um, <laughs> I hope he lives right next to Dave Haxtell and waves to him every day. Yeah, I'm still here. It's not coaching. It's players, too. Just ask Lavi. And there's something to that, though, because there's lots of good teams that don't win shit. Go back to those Flyers, like the Lindros and immediately post-Lindros-era Flyers. Like, those were all good teams, and I think with better coaching, they would have been fine. They just, you know, uh, they lose some coaches. They, you know... Terry Murray gets to the Stanley Cup final, calls it a choking situation, so he's got to go. Like, I just think, yes, in certain situations, coaches can be huge um, because there's plenty of good teams that don't win, and when you have one of those guys, you have a better chance. But outside of a handful of really, really great coaches, eh. Hey, Matt goes to the bathroom when the check comes. I don't believe that to be true, actually. I heard he was very generous with uh, during his time in AHL. He was very with, uh, with the kids, knowing that he was making five million bucks a year and they were, you know, working stiffs. Bob will cash in with the KHL. That is an interesting thought. Like if, because his his threat, why the Flyers traded him, was when he was a restricted free agent. He just wasn't going to sign once his contract was up. He was like, "I'm you signed Bobrovsky. If you don't trade, or you sign, he is Bobrovsky. You sign Briz. If 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 you don't trade me, I'm just going back to the KHL and I'll never come back. You'll just never get anything for me." Um, so they traded him and that's, you know, the way it went because we had to go out and bid against ourselves and get the most expensive freaking goalie available. Um, but that's an interesting, I hadn't thought of that because if say, you know, his playoff numbers are bad and now his team's kind of turning on him. He's got this attitude problem. Allegedly. I wonder if the offers aren't there, if he'd just go peace, you know, cause why not? He's, it's his home. Huh? Interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that. Amac serves cold, fast food to his house guests.
Bob is overrated. Don't want him. He's never won a playoff series. Get a veteran goalie that will help Hart. Uh, Bob is all about Bob. I believe some of that to be true. I don't put as much stock in playoff numbers just because, like, what's that mean? I, the, the guy knows how to stop the puck. Um, I, he's had some bad playoffs, but a lot of the teams he was on, you know, didn't belong there to begin with. So he gets lit up, he gets lit up. Uh, that said, like last year and this year were kind of the first time where it was like, hey, all right, well, you got the team in front of you. And uh, now I don't even know if he gets a chance um, with Columbus in the playoffs. I was at the game behind the net. Carter Hart was the number one reason they won this game. Dan, I agree. I was on my beanbag chair in my home, and Carter Hart was the number one reason they won this game. JVR is not a replacement for Simmons. Production-wise, he is. He's a, he's a goal-scoring power play guy, gets his goals around the net, basically the same goals per season average. That's what he was here to do. He was here to replace that production. Just got him a year early because he was available. AMAC doesn't know how to play Tetris. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I know how to play Tetris either. Brandon, where is Myers? Um, I saw a quote from, I believe, Scott Gordon tonight. I'm not even totally positive, so, you know, could be wrong. Don't even know why I'm saying it, but we're here. Um, yeah. He should be up. I saw a quote tonight that was basically he's done well, well enough to earn himself a look at, at the next level sooner than later. So that tells me he'll be up after the deadline. Um, I think a lot depends on just what this team does in the next couple weeks. I really hope they don't do enough to trick Chuck into thinking they're buyers because, Jesus Christ, that would be a disaster. Um, uh, but at the same time, if you get a guy with term who's going to help us next year, that wouldn't really bother me. But overall, Myers should be up. I think he'll be up at the same time as Sam Moran, which is right after the trade deadline now. I hope he's up tomorrow. Like, that would make – nothing would make me happier than Phil Myers being in the lineup on Saturday. That would be awesome. I would skip the wedding I'm going to just so I can do post game. Oh, I can't skip the wedding. I know. Plenty of failed D-men made good coaches. I agree with at least trying Bill's suggestions. Why not? If Amax, if Andrew McDonald's whole value, if his value is entirely intangible, if he's some piece of the leadership group that just cannot be replaced, make him a coach. Phil Myers is a prisoner in Amax's basement. All right, since the All-Star break is almost here, do we see any other trades beforehand or after? I would love to see them before. I would love to see, uh, but it, I'm assuming be after. I think um, deadlines make things happen. Uh, I think I, th I, I, would, I thought there was going to be moves a lot sooner than even like the Jordan Wheel and Dale Weiss stuff happened, but um, – we're, we're, we're still sitting here. So at this point, I'm thinking it'll be after the All-Star break just because it hasn't happened yet.
Jesus, is this all just AMAC jokes? Here we go. Raffle is being shopped, so is Gudis. Flyers will wait till the offseason and add without moving any assets. Draft could be a possibility for a big move. Yeah, um, big move-wise, yeah. I don't think, like, I don't think a Jake Voracek or Shane Gostisbehere or whoever um, will be moved in season. Uh, I, I think it's like what you said. I think it's depth guys, guys who will have some, uh, maybe not a ton of, other than Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons has value, and it's actually going up now. Uh, he looks healthy for the first time all year. Um, but a guy like Gudis, who's got another year left on his deal and has quietly been the Flyers' best defenseman all season, yeah, I, I could see him having a little more value than we thought. A lot like uh, a lot like Braden Coburn had had more value than we thought uh, when we traded him to bring in you know Radko and a first round pick and whatever the hell else we got like a third or I think it was one more element to that trade. I don't remember, but yeah, Raffle. Um, I think Raffle will be like a good second or third. Jesus, Raffle will be a good second or third option for a team that misses out on you know, their A and B targets or whatever. We're over an hour. I got to sip some water. But I'm going until you guys all leave me tonight because I got nothing else to do. Players and coaches defend AMAC and Weiss by saying they really motivated and teach the young kids. What is their defense for Laterra playing? He's the worst player in the NHL. I, you know, Heather, that's a great question. Um, I don't have an answer. That guy is would be so far from my lineup. It's unbelievable. But I, 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 I they play him. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Go Val Philpola. That fucking guy. He and I. He, he hadn't. He he was nowhere near uh, playing at the level he had been to start the year. When everyone's like, "Oh, look, Val Philpola having a year," and I said that on Ice Sport Radio the other night. So of course, like an hour after that gets posted to our uh, to our podcast feed, that show where I'm talking shit on Val Philpola, he scores an overtime winner. Of course. Mac thinks Jared Leto is the best Joker. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, how about that Carter Hart kid? He might be a keeper. How about him, Sam? How about him? Bridge should be between the glass every game. Carter, Cody, Jesus, Cardi. Uh, Cody, you might be joking, but I'm not. I would love Bridge between the glass. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, if we had JJ and Jonesy upstairs and we had Briz between the glass, absolutely outstanding. I don't want Bob Carter as the starter in the future. Just find a decent backup. I agree that Carter is the starter. Uh, that's fun to say, but I... Like, starter to me right now is, like, maybe 50 games, you know? That's what I'm – I don't want to – I don't like a goalie starting 65 games. I don't care if it's Braden Holtby or Vasilevsky. I want my number one guy ready to go for the postseason. That's what I'm all about. Like, I think every number one goalie should get a little break at some point during the season. Like, hey, take a week off. 
you know, play one out of four this week. Some, you know, just you need to give them – recovery is tough, man. That is a tough position to play. I get it. I hate goalies. Hate them all. But I get that it's a tough position to play, and it must be because we've never had a goddamn good one. So it must be really freaking hard. And when I see, like, a really good goalie who started 65 games all of a sudden shit the bed in the playoffs, I just think, ah, you know what, maybe – it's not the formula. It's not the way it was anymore. It's just, it's like pitchers in baseball. It's, I think it's, it, there's just not that 300 inning guy anymore. It's, it's not about that. Um, so, and again, like if uh, Bob isn't like really on my wish list, you know, I'm just spitballing here because it's, it's a topic. And uh, if, all of a sudden he can't get anything, so we're looking at a two-year deal for Bob Rovsky. Could be worse, fam. Hey, Mac is really Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, Patrick's cool. Oh, thank you for the kind words, Josh. Yeah, it was a fun game, right? A Mac likes Van Hagar more than Van Halen. Michael, are we going to have to do the Van Halen thing again? I will not accept Van Hagar slander. Yes, the original version is the best version of Van Halen. You will not get me to disagree with that. However, seen them both live. The best thing I've seen is Hagar doing Roth's songs. That's all I'm saying. Bob is overrated. He has two Vezinas and played in the playoffs on teams who just didn't show up for their series. Now, I think that's a, a very much a fair point, um, crease keepers. So, yes, you are uh, a shill for goaltenders and your evil brotherhood of goaltending. Um, <laughs> I think the playoff thing is a little overstated with Bob Rovsky. However, I don't know if I can – and I'm not committing to any goalie long-term at this point because I have Carter Hart. Um, but I just don't know how you go and give a goalie seven years and a big bag of money when he's never been to the second round of the playoffs. Like as much as I think it's overstated, I also, it makes me pause for at least a second and go, this is what I'm getting him for. Like I'm, the most important thing is the playoffs and you know. You want more guys that can do that, not just one. Simmons and JVR have their own specialties. No, I'm not I'm not saying you don't go out and get more guys who can score goals. I'm just saying JVR is the guy here to replace Simmons' replacement or replace Simmons' production. That's just what I see. The way the contract was structured, the way they went and got him, how they targeted him. Uh, now, with a different regime, they might see it differently. And there are some rumors that the Flyers are still considering re-signing Wayne Simmons. I think that's more of a smokescreen than anything just to tell the teams who are interested in trading for him, like, hey, we don't have to give him up. Your offer better be pretty damn good if you want us to give him up. Um, and that's totally reasonable way to negotiate with teams trying to get, you know, a, a, a legit 25 to 30 goal scorer. Um, we'll see. But I just – I want more good players, obviously. I just think JVR is here to do that thing that he is no longer going to be here to do. 
Wouldn't it be the most Flyers thing to do, trade for Bob? I mean, they brought back JVR, so, I mean, Holmgren's here. It, there, I Like, part of me, obviously, my, my number one, I want the Flyers to be good. I just want them to be good. That's I just want them to be a goddamn good team because I feel like we've suffered enough. No, we've suffered enough. Like, they were, they were really good for most of my life but never got it done. Um, then they had, uh, now they're in this down mediocre period and we've been promised, oh, yeah, they'll be contenders. We have all this homegrown talent, all this shit. Like, just, all right, let's see it, man. I just want to see one guy. Like, just give me – I'm dying to see the second round of the playoffs at this point. I forget what it's like. Open bar wedding or no? Never skip an open bar wedding. Nick, I would never – I've been to one cash bar wedding. And um, in case you're listening, uh, Nick – Nick, not you who asked the question. It was my friend Nick who had the cash bar wedding. It was like a morning-afternoon thing, and his whole family doesn't drink. And I get it. You know? Cool. But other than that, if you have a cash bar wedding, I ain't going. Hell yeah, post-game from wedding. We'll see, we'll see. Wish we would bring up Taylor Lear. Could be a real good PK, uh, penalty killer, punt Laterra. Ah, Taylor Lear is what he is. I think he's just a guy. I Listen, uh, is, did, is he still on the team? Didn't they lose Taylor Lear, or am I thinking something else? thought they lost him at some point. I know they lost Martell. Currently plays for Lehigh Valley. So, yeah, he's still there. Huh. So, I'm wrong about that. I, listen, Taylor Lear, I, I, I like the kid. I was at the All-Star game where he was MVP. That was a lot of fun. Uh, he's got good energy. I don't even know if he's a Matt Reed, though. You know, Matt Reed was a hell of a player for a few years. Matt Reed had a, had a really strong uh, prime. I'm a, I'm a Matt Reed fan. Obviously the offense disappeared later on, but uh, I, I don't even think he's, he's washed up Matt Reed. Um, I like the kid. I hope he has a good career. I just don't think it's going to be here. Uh, I would, I would just, all right. What I'll say is if they were to bring up Vorobiev and they were to bring up Albe Kubel and then the third guy to replace that whole fourth line that was out there tonight was Lear, I wouldn't hate it. That wouldn't, bother me at least at least he's somebody we spent a draft pick on and we've spent time developing he's got some nhl experience at least it would make sense um wouldn't be my first choice but i wouldn't mind it in that scenario if he's our 12th forward and the veroni raffle and latera line all goes away um i'm totally cool with that You should be sipping something better than water. That could make for a very entertaining post game. I, a lot of people say I don't drink when I'm working. I don't work when I'm drinking, usually. Since we're going late, did you see Arizona's uh, Connor Garland's face gold the other night? Boy is like a young, not talented, but likely cheaper Simmons. I missed it. I don't know how I missed it. I didn't see it, though. I'm surprised Latera wasn't beating Donato with a rotary phone. You're going to pay me today. That's a good one, Dave. That's one of our better Latera jokes lately. How long do you think McKenna lasts? I like the guy. I would like to have him around. That said, like, you're already paying Elliot and Neuvert. I, I, 
uh, until one of them is ready to go, which may be never. Maybe never. I, you know, we'll see. At this point, just show me Carter Hart. If one of the actual, like, Brian Elliott, when he's healthy, makes saves, you know? Um, I don't have a problem with him coming back and splitting games with Hart. Now, if it's, oh, yeah, Elliott's our number one, no, no, no. Um, but I don't, I don't know if any of them are ever going to be healthy again. Can we target prospects for Simmons? Calgary and San Jose seem to have solid prospects that may be ready to make the jump. Um, I'm my idea is more more than prospects, guys who are already up. Um, I never thought that they'd be able to get uh, that they'd be able to get Kapanen, but I've heard rumors lately that maybe they're uh, the Leafs are looking to shop Casperi Kapanen because they realize while. You know, they're going to have all these guys locked up and all this stuff. They realize they have a window right now um, because you don't know if you're going to be able to pull off the um, pull off the sort of, uh, what does Charlie call it, pyramid scheme that teams like Detroit, when they had all their great players locked up and were able to go out and get, uh, you know, guys who should be playing on first or second line somewhere, playing on your third line for less money. Uh, Chicago did it. Uh, I think they gave, what was it, Brad Richards one year, one million bucks or something uh, to be like their 3C? It's like, well, yeah, you never know if you're going to be able to actually pull that off once you have all that cap, cap space um, you know, allocated elsewhere. So you have a window right now. Are you better than Tampa? Uh, probably not. Um, but you can outscore them. Seven-game series, anything can happen. If you go get a little bit more firepower, all of a sudden Wayne Simmons is in your bottom six. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe you have a chance if he's healthy and all these other guys are firing as well. So maybe uh, Kasperi Kapanen, since I've heard his name brought up a few times, I didn't believe it was possible at first either, but um, I'm all for it now. Yeah, if, if that's if uh, that's the kind of guy I'm looking for. A 23, 24-year-old who's ready to go. And is he even that old? Where are you, Casperi? Uh, he's 22. He'll be 23 in July, so he's even younger than that. But that's, yeah, it, it, those types of guys. I'm all, uh, Those are the types of guys I'm looking for um, because I'm done with futures. I don't want an 18 or 19-year-old unless his name is freaking Jack Hughes, you know? Um, yeah, one of those top-of-the-line teenagers, 20-year-olds, cool. Um, but other than that, you know, a team's not giving one of them up for Wayne Simmons. Other than that, I'm looking for a guy like you know, a 22, 23, 24-year-old who's ready to hit his prime now. The game is too fast and physical for a goalie to play more than 55 games. Very much agree. You just – look at tonight. It's it's all about getting pucks on net. There's such an emphasis on, um, you know, on the Corsi battle. I know a lot of people don't believe in it. I don't think it's like – the number one stat or anything and calling it an analytic is just absolutely freaking insane. It's a counting stat. It's plus minus on a big scale, different argument. Um, I just don't think it's, but there's so much of an emphasis on, we need to be the one that wins the the shot and chance battle that it's just so hard to, to, to run goalies down. Like 50, 55 is my max. You know, that's what I'm looking at. Like 52 is, I think that maybe, yeah, 50-52 is kind of what I'm looking at.
I'm not a Diamond Dave fan. I prefer Surf Punk Sammy. Yeah, right? Like, Dave, I, Dave is so raunchy and so corny, it fits. I, I, I had a good time. Uh, let me think. I saw Hagar, Hagar with the three originals in 04, and I saw Roth with Eddie's son on bass in 07, and I had a much better time at the 04 show. Bob has an overly inflated ego in the postseason and a deflated save percentage. Bill, what's your dream trade deadline look like for the Flyers? Um, there's a lot of different scenarios right now just based on how the next couple of weeks go. But um, ideally, I would love to... If you could pre-negotiate an extension with Mark Stone, I would love to go get Mark Stone from Ottawa. Um, get a young guy like a Casperi Kapanen and hopefully like a mid-round pick or something like Kapanen plus for, uh, for Simmons would be great and get a Mark Stone, um, with a, with an extension in hand. I'm not trading for rentals, but if it's a pre-negotiated extension, 100% go get him. Can you get, if you trade for a guy at the deadline, can you give him eight years? I, I don't know that for a fact, but I assume since he's on your roster, you're re-signing your own guy, you can give him eight. Or if he, like, signs an extension with Ottawa and then is immediate, if you sign a guy, can you trade him right away? I don't know. I'd have to – these are rules i got to look up. This is all good. I need to look all this shit up for the show tomorrow. Bring up Frost next season, leave Farabee in college, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, if Farabee's going to take a while in college, sure. Frost will get a look. If Frost blows you away in camp, you keep him. And if not, you don't. Um, he's AHL eligible next year, right? How old is Morgan Frost? Morgan Frost will be 20 in May. So, yeah, he'll be AHL eligible next season. Um. What did Giroux do? I think he could have a similar I think he could have a similar path as Claude Giroux. Giroux only spent like half a season in the AHL, right? Where are you, Claude? Yeah, he spent he, 33 games with the Phantoms in 08-09, and then he was up. So I think he actually got sent down at one point and came back up that year. But yeah, if he spends half the year with the Phantoms and then comes up. That's not going to bother me at all. Uh, I would love to see, and listen, I would love to see freaking Morgan Frost in this lineup. And honestly, they could really use him. Um, but yeah, if, if he doesn't make the team out of camp, that won't really bother me. Um, I said the same about Carter Hart, you know, and I, if Carter Hart doesn't have that, if Carter Hart is lights out in that final preseason game, because he was – by far the most – he was the best goalie in preseason. And then that final one just gave them a little bit of a reason to be like, no, no, no. You know, if if he has a, a camp like that without – if he just comes in and kills it, yeah, absolutely. But I won't be disappointed terribly if Morgan Frost starts the year or even spends a whole year with the Phantoms. I won't – that won't kill me. Can we package Latera, Weiss, Noivy, and Elliot for one of the Hansons? No, I don't think he could. <laughs> I freaking love Slapshot, man. Or Oglethorpe 
I would love a Ogie. I saw a guy with a, a um a Syracuse Bulldogs last Flyers game I was at. He had a Syracuse Bulldogs um Ogie Oglethorpe jersey, and I was like, "Yes, this is great." I shook his hand actually. You take all three Hansons or you take none. That's a good point, Sam. Do you think they will trade Simmons? I do. I think they just have to. I think there's you get something. Uh, when this team looked like when you know before the season, when I thought that this team had a chance to win a to challenge for the division, which I really thought they did, and win a round of the playoffs, I thought it was worth keeping him and losing him for nothing because this team needs a playoff run. Um even if it was just two rounds. Uh, but now since they've thrown away half their season and there's, I just don't see a path for them to the playoffs. You know, it's not happening. Um, you have, you can't get nothing for a guy who's got the kind of value Simmons does, especially now that he's really turning it on. Like he looks like a, he looks like Wayne Simmons the last couple nights. That's all I can say. Um, Hey, Bill, I wonder if Boston fans are still foaming at the mouth for Simmons after tonight. Yeah, I've talked to some guys up in Boston who are like, our fans really want Wayne Simmons. He's exactly the kind of player we think we need. It's like, of all the teams that think they need Wayne Simmons, I did not think Boston would be on that list. Like, yeah, if Toronto or Tampa wants Wayne Simmons, that makes sense. Like, Toronto, the reason they want Wayne Simmons is because they have to play Boston. They're going to be playing Boston in the first round. They think they need him to beat them. I I, it, I get why anyone would want Wayne Simmons. It just surprised me when it was like, I don't know, you're one of the toughest – you're one of the last bruising teams. Now, they have a ton of skill as well, obviously. They're really good. But you're one of the last – teams who play the way you do and are good. I didn't think, but I guess if he fits your, if he fits your culture and fits your game plan, it makes sense as a fit. Oh, what up, Maddie? I see you joined. I don't know how far back in the comments I am. So that could have been an hour ago, honestly, at this point. Bring back Mike Richards. Um, I, they tried it with Yori Laterra. I don't think Richards is retired. I think he's just out of the league. I don't believe he has, like, announced his retirement. But, you know, you know how that goes. Hmm. It's crazy to me. Now, listen, Mike Richards certainly lost a step, and he has his baggage and everything. But the fact that Yuri Leterre is in this fucking league and Mike Richards isn't is a disgrace. I don't – maybe he needs – Maybe he needs to not play hockey. Maybe he's got some serious injury issues, and that all leads to, you know, the other issues he has, whatever. Uh, but if it's just a straight-up hockey decision, the fact that Laterra is in the league and Richards isn't is a damn joke as a 4C. The germ is out. Yeah, I would love to see the germ, but he's, he's not playing. There are a lot of players ahead of Lear in the depth chart. No, I I, I very much agree. I uh, I don't – Taylor Lear is not the guy I want to see up here. However, like I said, if we get Vorobiev and we get Albe Kubel and the third guy on that, thir on that fourth line is Lear, uh, whatever. I'd rather see other guys, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Bring up NAK. I'm very much on that train. It doesn't make sense that he's not here. 
Like what 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 does he need to show you in the AHL that he hasn't already? That's my question. If he's this efficient player and he's got these possession stats and he scores uh, at five on five, uh, like a high end AHL guy, I don't understand like what's holding him back because he's clearly doing it at that level. I hate how there are so many Boston fans there tonight. That's just going to happen. This team's bad. The Bruins are good. It's not that far of a drive. Uh, and also, Drunk Bill is the best. Remember him in Vegas last year. I wasn't. All right. Yeah, well, I have a good time, fam. I have a good time. Obviously, we aren't getting anything for Neuvert. Think we could get something for Elliot. I doubt it just because he's hurt, man. Like, if he was all things, if – if this season went the way it went and say we had Elliot playing at his 9, 10, 9, 11, whatever. <laughs> Bush did it. Uh, if he was playing at that average save percentage of, uh, uh, level and Hart was backing him up and we were looking at Hart going, just make him the starter and Elliot was blocking him. Yeah, I think he could get something, but uh, Brian Elliott's a 33-year-old with abdominal issues. Like, wh how, where, and he's a guy, it's not like he's a positioning goalie, you know? He flops around out there, and he has nothing, he's got a core muscle injury. So, like, I, I don't see a way, uh, I would love to get something for Brian Elliott, but I think, honestly, if his career's not over, his season's over. That, that said, he'll be back in the lineup on goddamn Saturday, and I'll look like a fool, but... Let's pull an all-nighter. I can go all night with AMAC and Yuri jokes. I'm sure you all can. Leave Noivio on IR. It's not like the league will question it. They certainly wouldn't. <laughs> McKenna will be waived once Stoli, Elliott, Noivio are healthy. I don't know when those last two are ever going to be healthy. I would love to see Stolars and... Uh, and Hart just get – I would love to see Stolarz get his get his shot at the backup spot. Uh, that that would be fine for me. Um, let's see. Let's see if you've got it, kid. If Tampa wants to deal, I like Gord. I, I wouldn't mind Yanni Gord. Hextall at home is looking at Hart play and saying, yep, he's good. That was um, – I think Kurt from BSH tweeted tonight, if Carter Hart starts the year up here, is Ron Hextall still the GM? And that's an interesting question to me. He might be. That might, like, I think there's a better than 50% probability in this hypothetical that Ron Hextall would still be the GM if Carter Hart was on the team to start the year, regardless of results. That's regardless of results. If we were watching Carter Hart at least play half the games for the first three months of the season, I bet you, or first two months, whatever, whenever he got fired, um, I bet he'd still be here. I was at the draft when we hosted it. I loved how badly the Penguins got booed for drafting Kasperi. Uh, we were booing them no matter what, of course, but drafting the son of one of our own stung a bit. Yeah, dude, that was like – I was so happy when he went to Toronto in the Kessel trade, right? I think it was the Kessel trade just because, like, uh, Sammy Kapanen is just a flyer I've always admired, and I wanted to root for his son. 
And like, I was like, oh, he's a fucking penguin. I was there that day as well. Um, it, it just pissed me off. And then, you know, when they trade him to Toronto, I'm like, all right, you know, lesser of two evils, I guess. Since we got a late nighter, any other teams to watch besides the Avalanche, Sharks, and Hurricanes whenever the Flyers aren't playing or playing horrifically? Uh, the Avs and Sharks are my teams. It's always cool to watch Nashville, too. Um, rumors of Vegas' de uh, demise have been, uh, have been greatly exaggerated. All of a sudden, they're right there again. Uh, good for Vegas. We talked about them a bit on Ice Sport yesterday. I hope you listen. But, yeah, uh, in the East, Tampa is a must-watch. Tampa is having... Like the Tampa is on pace for the best season since like the I, I believe I heard the ninety five ninety six Detroit Red Wings, and uh, Kucherov is on pace to have the most points in over a decade, and I don't think they're getting nearly enough coverage because it's fucking Tampa. But you got to watch them. All right, let's scroll down. I'm running out of steam here, guys, but I'm sticking with you. Hart Stoley would be a nice tandem to watch. It would, just to, you know, all right, some of the future is here. Hart is clearly the guy. We, we're finding out if Hart is everything we thought he was, but he's the guy. Uh, and Stolarz, because why not have a, a good young backup? If he's not it, you find another one. Um, I, I, but I think that would be cool. That said, you probably need a veteran uh, around Hart. So uh, have a good goalie coach. Fuck veterans. I met Bill in Vegas. I can confirm that Trunk Bill is fun, Bill. Singing We're Philly, fucking Philly down the strip was gold. It certainly was. It certainly was a great time. What a time to go to. Like, what a place to peacock around in your in your um in your Eagles Super Bowl stuff. It was the week after the Super Bowl. Flyers played two really good games the, the night before at the party in Arizona. And then, you know, the night of the game in Vegas, such a good time. I can't, if you've never taken a trip with fans of Philly, I highly recommend. Bill, the Flames are a good watch too. I forgot about the Flames. Always a great watch. Uh, you know, Johnny Hockey played it. You know, his dad runs Hollydale. Uh, I just feel like I have an attachment through that rink and through his old man. Um, you know, he taught my learn to fucking skate classes when I was, when I was however old, you know, six, seven, eight, however old I was taking those um, back in the day. So I, I just always have felt I have a connection to Goudreau. And now that team is finally living up to expectations. They are on freaking fire right now. Uh, I love Kachuk. I like both Kachuks a lot. Um, but Giordano, I have always thought is one of the more underrated guys in the league. Um, they, they're just, yeah, watch the Flames. Good call there, David. Is BSH doing anything for the outdoor game? Great question, Greg. We're working on some, we're working on some stuff. Uh, I would love to. I would love to do a tailgate, maybe a live show from the tailgate. Um, that's, we'll see. We will see. Thank you for doing this late night. Not often we get to see you super duper late at night. Listen, guys, I'm up anyway. Um, I'm up late all the time. If you follow me on Twitter and you see me tweet at 5 a.m., I don't wake up at 5. It's because I'm still up when that happens. February 2018 was probably the greatest month in Philly sports history. I don't think uh, anyone would disagree with you there. 
Bill, when are we going to meet in real life and talk hockey or at least do a fan meetup? Um, okay, this is a good time to plug this. On Saturday, the 2nd of next month, you know, I can't say February, um, Saturday, the 2nd of next month, we are doing, there's going to be a big like podcast um, summit, basically, Flyers Podcast Summit. Uh, the four of us from from BSH are going to be there, obviously. Uh, Jason Mertidis is going to host it. Um, and there's just going to be all sorts of uh, – I wish I had the full roster in front of me, but it's it's all of us. It's it's like all the podcast hosts in the Crossing Broad show. Um, just a whole a whole mess of uh, whole mess of Philadelphia Flyers podcasters. And that's going to be at um, Bullies at Xfinity Live. The Flyers play that afternoon, and then we'll be doing the thing uh, 4.30 to 6 that day. So – you know, come out for the game, stay for the little podcast roundtable, whatever the hell it's going to be. going to be a real good time. Uh, Wildfire Radio and Jason Martitas are putting it on. We are uh, happy to be guests at this thing. It's going to be a great time. So uh, we'll be hanging around pretty much all day at Bullies. So come to that if you want to do that. 500 assists for G. Yeah, that's a big number. Only two flyers in history of 500. The other one's Bobby Clark. He's got like, I think it was 852 the number was. Let's give it a look. Uh, teams, fly, I think the number is 852. Franchise page, leaders, career. 852, Bobby Clark. So here's Giroux. Uh, he's sitting at 499 on this list. This isn't updated. How many did he have tonight? Uh, I think he had two. He had the primary on Limblom's goal, right? And then the secondary on Couturier's second. Yeah, so two assists tonight for G. Uh, Jesus Christ, what a career this guy. Claude Giroux at this point can no do, can do no wrong. Um, when I, I just – I'm enamored by this dude. Yeah. 499 before tonight. So, yeah, he's at 501 now. What's holding NAK back is called Laterra. Uh, that can't possibly be the case, right? Fans of Philly knows how to make their trips memorable. They certainly do. If you ever get the opportunity to go on a fans of Philly trip, uh, you, I have the I recommend it highly. Just got my tickets and was surprised how cheap I got them. The Winter Classic was triple the cost. Uh, I, I guess for the outdoor game, yeah, the Winter Classic is just a bigger event. And um, it was at a smaller stadium. I mean, there's like 20-plus thousand extra seats at the link than there are at Citizens Bank Park. So I assumed it would be cheaper. Like I went to the outdoor game at, um, at Pittsburgh last year, when I, yeah, last year, and it was nowhere near the cost I paid for, for the Winter Classic in Boston or the Winter Classic in Philly. Do you think Sandstrom could push Hart for playing time next year? Uh, Felix Sandstrom, I, I mean, I, it's, I, I can't tell you with any certainty because I don't – how often do you think I watch Felix Sandstrom play? The answer is rarely. Uh, but he just hasn't been the guy he looked like he was going to be the last couple of years. So I, he's got that contract. It was um, – was it one or two years? I don't remember. But, I mean – 
I assume he'll be with the Phantoms next year. That's my that's my guess, but I I, I doubt it. Uh, Carter Hart's doing it in the NHL right now, and let's give a look. Hockey DB. You know what? I can use uh, Elite Prospects for some. I can use Elite Prospects for some game uh, game logs for Felix Sandstrom. Give him a look. I better be signed in the premium and get the game logs. Uh, where are your game logs at, bro? All right. Well, they're not here. But 2018-19, yeah, he's in the uh, – oh, okay. He's got a save percentage up a little bit in the SHL this year, so not too shabby. I guess he's coming around a bit. Um, okay. Maybe he's been a little better than I thought. Do they really not have game logs? Come on. You're killing me here at Leaf Prospects. Maybe, but I, I, Carter Hart's doing it in the NHL right now. Um, and I, I, maybe Sandstrom comes over, kills it in the AHL, and gets called up, but I'd be surprised. End of the day, at the end of Claude's career, where does he rank in Flyers' greats history? Uh, to be one of the all, his numbers are going to be right up there with everybody. I mean, um, you know, his goals might not be all that. I mean, he's got a chance to move up in the goals quite a bit, especially at the pace he's been scoring recently. Um, but he's got to win one to be up there with everybody because at the end of the day, like, Yes, Eric Lindros wasn't here long enough, and he was a disappointment, but he still was, like, freaking amazing when he was here. Uh, he didn't win, though. I mean, if he wins one, he's right there with everybody. He's, you know, Clark, Barber, Bernie. He's one of those guys if he wins one. Um, with his statistics, which will be – I mean, most likely he'll be top two in everything. So – uh, if he wins one, he'll be thought of as an all-time great. Uh, but he's got to win one to be in that class, I'd say. He'll be beloved, um, but I, I don't think it'll be to the level of, you know, the bullies if he doesn't do what they did. Apparently, Blue Jackets are in trade talks for Broussard, uh, per, per Port's line from The Athletic. Um, what was I was watching? Uh, it was, I think, the San Jose game against Pittsburgh the other night where they were saying Broussard's on the uh, – they're looking to move Broussard and pick up a 3C because uh, he just hasn't been very productive. So I believe that. What will come sooner, Claude Drew's retirement or a Flyers Stanley Cup? I mean, you know, I assume a Stanley Cup. I I, I bet you we get a cut. He's been around. I expect Claude Drew to be a Flyer for a long time. Uh, I expect him to sign another contract with this team. I always thought he'd be, even if he's not still the team's best player, and hopefully freaking by the time he's like 36, 37, he's not. Um, like I always thought he'd be a good, uh, I, I look at the dynamic between him and Couturier together. 
much like the Taves and Hosa pairing. Like that could just be something you really uh, you have for a long time and it works. And even if he's not the star he is, you know, at 28, 29, 30, 31, um, he's still a productive player. And maybe since he's you're not counting on him as much at five on five, all of a sudden he's a really good penalty killer for you. You know, something like that. Uh, I expect him to hang around for a long time. What is left on his deal? Uh, let's see here. Ugh. Where are you at, G? So it's this year and three more, uh, and he's a free agent after 2021-22. Yeah, I ex- uh, that'll be, what, 32, 33, 34. So, yeah, he'll be like 34 when he's signing an extension um, or, uh, you know, a new contract, whatever. I expect him to be here into his late 30s at least. Yeah, no World Cup of Hockey for 2020. That world, It would be a fun idea if you could, like, make it every four years. Like if you just did it and it was a real thing, not just some obvious promotional nonsense to sell cool jerseys. I did love the jerseys last time. Don't get me wrong. Um, it would be a cool international tournament that you don't need the IOC because listen, the NHL is a shit company, but if there's anyone worse, it's the freaking international Olympic committee. I mean, that's a goddamn crime syndicate. Uh, so if you could have an awesome international tournament, um, there it is. You could have an awesome international tournament, best on best or whatever. It, it would be cool. But if it's just like, oh, yeah, we take 10 years off and then do it once and then do it twice and then take three years. Like, it, no. Make it a thing or don't. All right, guys, I think we have reached the end here. I'm not seeing any new comments, really. Um, All right, I think we are going to have to wrap it up. People are leaving, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all the time I have for you tonight on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live postgame. Had a great time. Uh, Always enjoy doing these. We went overtime tonight because I got nothing else going on, honestly. I I had a free night. Uh, So here we are. Um, Be sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. Uh, like I said, we're doing that. It's it's going to be a big podcast party at Bullies on February 2nd, uh, 4.30 to 6. Hope to see you there for that. It's going to be all the Flyers podcasters in the city basically doing like a big roundtable summit kind of thing uh, after the game that day. So that'll be fun. Uh, what else? What else? I don't, I don't, I think that's it. Subscribe to our feed. We're doing that. And um Yeah, we'll be back here live with BSH Radio tomorrow at 5.15. So if you're one of the people who likes to watch live, we'll be right here for that. That's it. Have a great week, everybody. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the scheme and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly.
Baseball. Truly, it is awful. I'm Phillies writer Justin Clue. Join me every week, along with John Stolnes, Liz Rocher, and Dr. Trevor Strunk, as we discuss all the ways the Phillies have hurt us on our podcast, Hidden Season, as well as historical anecdotes and raw, emotional ramblings on our other shows, Continued Success and The Dirty Inning. Subscribe to The Good Fight, and you'll get conversations with insiders, analysis of breaking news, and stats, stats, stats. Together, we'll survive whatever baseball can throw at us. 